0: presenting this week's message. Again, it's great to be back this week. I was not here last week, uh, but you gave me the privilege of uh, being able to go off, take my dad. Some of you got to meet my dad, uh, and then a couple of my kids, and then um, a nephew, and then it was a last-minute decision to let Felicia go, and... uh, (laughs) Which ended up being a really good decision because, so we went to Alaska and, um, uh, and it was just amazing. A great weather, uh, you know, beautiful river, just to see the majestic land, you know, mountains and all. It was, so it was just an amazing time with my dad, 87 years old, and, and, uh, he actually caught a few salmon. And so Felicia, Felicia asked me, she said, are you going to show some pictures? You know, uh, yeah, and I said, absolutely not because there'd be a lot of sin in the room. There'd be a lot of folk coveting. I mean, we, I mean, we hit the mother load as far as, I mean, it was amazing how, how good uh, the, the fishing was. It was just a great trip. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Gordon, thank you for standing in and, and sharing God's Word uh, last Sunday, and, um, which gave us the freedom to do that. Well, so uh, I was talking about you, and you're not going to like me in a few minutes, but that's Okay. Uh, that's happened before. But, uh, so, so of course, you know, that any of you know, my wife, not only she cooked good, which was amazing. And we met the, these guys from Oregon. Uh, there was three guys in the other camp that, uh, ended up, uh, they just great, great guys. And, but they, they felt like they died and went to heaven. They, you know, already in Alaska, but then all of a sudden we took so much food up there. We took six huge boxes of food up there and fleece was good. And so uh, they ate all these meals with us, you know, and, and just had a you know great time. But anyway, so not only did she did the cooking, but she did she takes way too many pictures. And she's always done that, you know that, we've gotten used to it, and it's just like a given. Uh, you can count on the sun coming up in the morning. You can count on her taking pictures. And uh so, but here's the, you know, when you're taking pictures, what are you taking pictures? You know, like you're fishing. And so you put the fish out there and then you hold it a little bit closer. You know, you like this, you know, don't hold it here. Hold, it. Uh, yeah. And it looks bigger. All right. So, you know, and they take pictures of the fish and then you kind of check it out and, you know, and they're going to put this stuff eventually on social media, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And on, um, but everybody's kind of checking, checking, you know, the picture to go. Oh no! Don't use that one. Why? Did, is there something wrong with the fish? No, I don't look good in that one. You know, I ain't smiling right. I look like a dork. Whatever the case is, you know. And so, you know, you you you, you take another picture. And uh, so, anyway, you know, that, that's that's the way. But that got me thinking. You know, that got me thinking. Is especially as we're coming, we came through this series, the power of the cross, and um, uh, just this whole aspect as far as what Jesus is saying as followers of his that, you know, if we really are followers of his, then we must deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow him. So that just kind of spun over to to help me think social media and all this and and the fixation and the fascination that we have these days of selfies. You know, how many of y'all have ever done a selfie? You know, okay, these selfies, you know, and so we're doing these selfies and, um, And generally, these selfies, you know, are not just us like in normal circuit, but they're in in front of like historic places or majestic views or whatever the case, you know, or significant events and things of that nature, you know. But uh, let let me give you an example of what often happens whenever, you know, we're we're doing selfies and I I think it kind of paints a picture for us uh, 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 or parallels a little bit as far as our spiritual lives. So. So here's some selfies that I've taken in the past that nobody's ever seen. All right. Here, this is in Rome at the Colosseum. I mean, a historic, you know, place. I mean, it's significant, not only in history, but I mean, even in Christianity. And by the way, y'all know this guy right here. All right, so nobody's ever seen that. Why? Because I just look like a redneck. All right, cool. Next one. All right, anybody... Any of y'all remember this selfie right here? Okay, this was at our 2016 Christmas banquet, and I don't know why we were doing this, but uh, anyway, it's like, nobody's ever seen that. I'm not going to show that. I mean, what what is he doing? Okay, look at the next one. All right, look at this one. This is at the Nile River. This is in Egypt, and I wanted to capture this. We're in Egypt. I mean, so much of history that is there and what God has done the great demonstrations of God turning it into blood and parting it and all kind of stuff but nobody's ever seen this cuz I'm I'm dorky all right so look at the next one uh oh Felicia. <laughs> okay i told you you weren't going to like me <laughs> hey, this is of the eclipse, you know, a couple of years ago. Wanted to capture that, you know, but nobody's ever seen that. Why? Woo, because, no, no. All right, go to the next one. All right. All right, here's a selfie, and this uh, and the reason for this is because this is right behind. This is the Jezreel Valley. This is where so much in Christianity has happened. But here's what I mean. I got goosebumps when we were standing here. Is because all the saints will gather when Jesus returns in that valley. That's what Scripture teaches us. But nobody's ever seen that one. Why? Because uh, uh, no. I mean that is weird. I, the sun is so hot. Israel. You know I've got. Uh, anyway, I had a sweater over my head, you know. Nobody's ever seen that. All right, that's just an example. You know, uh, it's just an example. This is kind of, it kind of paints a picture of how we miss out on so much and other people miss out on so much because we're so focused on me. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple... You need to deny yourself. Uh, but, wow. Um, we are so preoccupied with ourselves. And, and this, is, this is such a reflection, unfortunately, of our Christian lives. We are too often, and God has convicted me, and too often we're just way too focused on ourselves. You know... Last week, Gordon, uh, in his message, he encouraged, exhorted and reminded us that as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to be intentional and passionate about sharing the good news of the gospel. You know, we, we, we need to just be doing that. That's just who we are. We need to be telling people about the majestic, letting people see the majestic mountains of God's majesty. You know, we need to help people, help people see those beautiful rivers of God's love. You know, those amazing sunsets of God's forgiveness. Help people to see the amazing sunrises of God's mercy and grace. We need to be sharing the good news. I mean, that's just who we are in Christ. But too often what happens is we, we're not doing that and other people aren't seeing these amazing events or this um, these beautiful views. Why? Because we're too busy taking selfies. And then we're eliminating those, those, those things from people's view. They, they're not able to see all of this wonder of God. How many people have missed out on seeing the beauty of God's glory, uh, the beauty of God's grace, His forgiveness, His comfort, His freedom, His hope, because we're so preoccupied with us and how we look and how we're doing. You know, we we, we get preoccupied with, you know, uh, my imperfections. You know, are are my defects, are, are are my failures. You know, and in the spiritual terms, as we're living, going, I can't, I can't let people see, God. I can't let people see God or show people God's greatness. Why, I'm, you know, because I don't have my act together. I've got my own hurts, I got my habits, I got my hang-ups. and we're we're focused on our imperfections, but we're take, we're just, we're just in the way. What God reminded me is this: is, is We need to get out of the way and let them see Jesus. Because it's never been about you and me. Jesus says we're to die to self. We're to deny self. Not be preoccupied and obsessed with us and then eliminate the stuff of God because we don't have our act together. I've never stood up here on a Sunday and been able to say, I want you to listen to me because I've got my act together. Jesus has his act together. Now, does this say, does this say that, you know, we can just do whatever we want? No, that's not what that's saying, because once you encounter and experience that majesty, it's breathtaking. It's transformational. And Paul talks a lot about that. Does that make any sense? I mean, you know, my prayer, and it may be your prayer today, is Father, forgive me. Forgive me for being so preoccupied with how my day is going and how I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff that even though I have encountered and experienced this beautiful thing, I'm not sharing it because I'm not feeling right that day. I'm not looking right that day. It's not about you and it's not about me. I don't look good. I don't have my best smile. You know, there's spiritual insecurities because of lies, and we, you know, we've got sin in our life. You know, so people miss out on seeing, you know, the wonders of God. Where to be light? Where to be salt? Where to help? You know, people see that. So let's make us. Would you join me in and just kind of making a, a spiritual pact together today? No more selfies. When it comes to our, our, our spiritual deal, no more. Let's don't eliminate this and, and keep people from seeing the greatness of God because now we just are so focused on me. Jesus, and, and, and this verse, this next verse, on, it's on your outline. Oh, no, here, okay, I didn't put the verse on there. But uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, keep it there. If anyone wishes to follow me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Two weeks ago, we talked about, we used the analogy of, you know, uh, don't let the old man in. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to that. It's on the, it's on the website. Uh, it's the Power of the Cross 3, July 21st. Don't let the old man in. It's just an analogy. And by the old man, it's not, uh, this is not a theological statement of talking about how we have dual natures. I do not believe that. I believe that once we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, that the Bible teaches that we have a new identity. The old has gone. The new has come. But we still have the residue of this old man, the flesh, you know, this thinking, these, these feelings and all this kind of stuff that hadn't, you know, been fully, you know, redeemed yet. You know, transform you. And so it's a process. And it's when we let these think, these thoughts, when we let these feelings, when we let these attitudes in or these behaviors in, when we let the old man in, that's what becomes so destructive. And so our mantra for this series, I think it's going to be three weeks, is for heaven's sake, don't let the old man in. That's the way we ended uh, a couple of weeks ago, to remind ourselves, say that to ourselves, don't let the old man in. You know, don't let the old man in. Jesus says, deny yourself. And he's talking about that. Our series verse comes from what uh, John the Baptist says, he must increase in prominence, but I must decrease. Let's stop eliminating uh, these beautiful portraits, these beautiful landscapes of, of the greatness of God, the majesty of God, the truth of God, the freedom of God, the hope of God. Because we're, we don't look quite so good, and because we're insecure or whatever the case is, that's all. That's that's all baloney. That's just not of God. He must increase in prominence, and and you know. If you're going to do the selfies, you know, change the name. Just just take a picture of God and let people see that. Let people see that love. Let people see that joy. So if that's going to happen, because here's what happened in our Christian life is that there's so many lies, you know, and we, we've got the flesh and all that stuff to deal with. And we got this residual stuff that, you know, as far as habits and thoughts and all that kind of stuff that come in and war against the things of God. And and then you got Satan and he's a liar. He's a liar. He is a master at lying and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, we're just we're kind of sitting there and, and, and battling. And, and then so often what happens is as as Christians, we find ourselves, you know, just. Sometimes hopeless. We find we feel like we're powerless. We're, 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 we're not joyful or we're discouraged or or we feel like, oh, I'm inadequate. And that's that's just old man. That's just old man. So here's a question I want to pose for us. How is it that who we are truly in Christ and what God's Word, how is it the new man going to have the ability or the fortitude or the resilience to deny self? To keep that from dominating so often in our lives, from shutting our mouths, from shutting us down, from robbing us of the freedom and the victory and the hope and the joy uh, that that Jesus came, that we had experienced. How is the new man who I truly am in Christ is going to have the ability, the fortitude, the resilience to deny self, not let the old man in. You know, how can we stop the stinking thinking? How can we resist world thinking? Stop letting the world dictate and dominate so much of our way of life or our worldview. And, and the Bible's very clear. It starts here in the mind. It starts right here. where where Paul says in Romans 12, 2, he says, do not conform any longer to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will know, then you will experientially know, then you will know, you know, that good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That's where it starts here. We we go, okay, Mike, I know that. I've got that verse memorized. Are we applying it every single day? Are we allowing that to bring about the transformation that God wants to bring in our life? So here, here's the deal. In Romans 8, a little bit earlier, we had that great verse that so many, us, so many of us claimed to in Romans 8, 28, that says, you know, and we know that in all things God works for good and we're just going to praise you for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we just cling on to that. And then the verse 29 says, and for those that he knew, uh, he... Uh, He loves those that are His. He predestined that we be conformed to the image of Christ. So so it gives us some insight as far as what really it is that God is really desiring for us as followers of His and as children of His. And so in order for us to kind of accommodate that, it's this, this next deal to fill in the blank here as far as to become more like Jesus, I must think more like Jesus. What's going to, to, to change us from being withdrawn and reserved and disobedient and reluctant and insecure and still focused on me? What's going to change it? To become more like Jesus, I must think more like Jesus. Isaiah in the Old Testament, and you know we we know this. He said, "Who can know the mind of God? Who can know the mind of God?" You know, and we go, "Man, oh God!" But but God's word makes it clear, and Paul helps us to understand. We can when we come into a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. We can. Here's. Look at these two verses right here, and we just need to just jump on these. He said, we can understand these things because we have what? We have what? The mind of Christ. You're going, well, I don't think, I don't, whoo, really? This mind that's always forgetting, this mind that... And then so all of a sudden we just we just fall into the ways of the world. We're conforming back to the ways of the world. We're not denying self, we're embracing self and cuz we're not speaking truth. He, God says as his children, we have the mind of Christ cuz Christ is in us. Woo! Unleash him. Paul puts it this way in Philippians 2, 5. He says, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. And you go, well, I'll never be ever that. Lie, stop. You're not denying self. You're letting self tell you truth that's not even truth. No one, no wonder we find ourselves so often ineffective. No wonder we don't, we find ourselves, you know, not passionate about the things of God and passionate about the things of the world. We get sucked into all of these lies. Here's the way that this is going to happen is whenever we just come and bow before God and say, listen, I believe what you say. I believe what you say. I don't feel what you say. I don't necessarily, you know, it hadn't been my thinking pattern of my life, what you say, but I believe you. And really, isn't, isn't that the crux of, of what Jesus was all about? He said, listen, this is what you. You must believe, believe. Take that and apply it into our Christian life. Satan is rampant, our flesh is rampant and trying to rob all of that, but God wants to set us free so people can see and experience the greatness, the goodness, the love, the forgiveness, the transformation that God brings into our life. So, what, I, what, this, what this really means is that we can, by cooperating with Him, learn to think like Jesus. And we... We can have the same thoughts, we can have the same attitudes, same reactions. God's goal for our life is that we become more like Jesus Christ. And you're going, well, that's boring. Really? Where did that come That's a lie. De- deny, deny that. Just deny that. Say, no, old man, you're not coming in. But the truth is we can't become like Christ without learning to think like Him. And and, and what does that look like? Well, that's what we're going to be looking at over the next uh, three weeks. And we're going to look at ten characteristics of thinking like Christ. Most of this stuff is going to just be like rehash for you, but here's the deal. Let's apply it. Let's apply. Let's you know, you pray right now, Jesus, help me not to hydroplane over this, not to go check, heard that before, but now to actually embrace what you're saying to me and ask him to help us do that. Matter of fact, would you join me in just a, a word of prayer as we do? Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life. You, you love us. You've got a plan and a purpose for every one of our lives and Lord, I pray that, we, that you are glorified because of our, to what you do in our hearts and minds today. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, drive this deep within our being and who we truly are as your children. So that we may shine like stars in this universe and that you would be lifted up and glorified in the lives of those that we encounter. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, we're going to look at three this morning, all right? Uh, Ten characters thinking like Jesus, number one. Jesus, I know, when I think like Jesus, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly. When When you look at Jesus' life, this is true. Look at these verses. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the true vine. I'm the son of God. And these are just a few of the 18 definitions where Jesus defines who he really is. He had absolutely no doubt about his identity. Here's my question to you. Do you? Boy, we struggle with identity. In our world, there's just, I mean, there's so much insecurities, low self-esteem, all this kind of stuff, and it all surrounds this whole aspect of identity. Do you know your identity? Jesus knew exactly who he was. And so often the problems that we face and we encounter and the difficulties and the and the disappointments in our life is because we really don't know. I mean, we can say the words, but we haven't allowed that to resonate with the depths of our being. Jesus had absolutely no doubt in who he was. And here's the deal is that he wants you and me to really just settle that and proclaim that. The truth is, only He can tell us that. Now, so so often, you know, we, we we attach our identity to what we do and 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 what others think we should do, and all this kind of stuff in the world. And so much of our thinking about this has conformed to the world when it comes to identity, rather than the truth of Jesus Christ. But here's the deal: when it comes to knowing exactly who you are, only your Creator can tell you your identity. Only your Creator. Only God can tell you your identity. When we were in Turkey, um, we, uh, one of the things uh, where we were staying, there was this potter's, his name is Burkhan. I don't remember, I don't remember all the details, but we were always fascinated as we went by there because he just, I mean, he's just nasty. He had this mud stuff all over him. Rachel had the opportunity to go in there and and eventually be able to make make a piece. He invited her to do that. But I mean, he's just all. And but some of the pieces there, you know, some of the pottery. I mean, I didn't get. You know, it's like. But I'm not like a pottery person. Some of you are going to go, Mike. You're just kind of an idiot because you should know what this is. But look at this. Uh, this see, I didn't know. I, like th- there would be stuff like this, and we saw him make this. You know, it's like, well, wh- what is that? You know, and, and so I would guess, well, I'd put me some Quaker State in there, you know, or, you know, I don't know, put some flowers in there. You know, we could all come up with, like, what this is and, and, and what's it intended for. You all know what it is? Okay, anyway, so you don't know. you got to go ask this person. Look at this. One. That's him. This is a kick wheel. He, so he didn't, he, it's a kick wheel deal. you got to keep them legs moving. You know, uh, amazing stuff. We saw him just sitting there forming that. It's the creator of that can tell you exactly what's for. There were other pieces there, like what is that? And then when he showed me, I went, "Wow, that's amazing." There was like pottery with a bunch of these little holes in it and stuff like that. I don't. That's got. That's got a problem. He goes, "No, that's that's for candles." And then all of a sudden, the, the light was just going. And it's like. Phew. Okay, now I understand. The the potter can tell you what it is. God is our great potter. He's the one, only one that can tell you your true identity. And and, and what you were made for. See, if we don't if we don't really get down and, and, and get busy as far as that. Uh, it's going to cause a bunch of problems, and this is—we've this, all experienced this. If we don't know truly who we are in Christ, you know, we're going to fall in many different traps, But one is, you know, other people is going to force us into their mold. Um, they're going to decide for you. You're going to be manipulated by the expectations of others. It may be a boss, it may be a spouse, it may be a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, you're going to be manipulated by others uh, because they're going to tell you what you should be and how you should act and all that kind of stuff. That happens to us all the time. But but once but but once we come and and God really reveals to us who we really are, whoo, that stuff don't stick. But I can't tell you how many people that through the years you know, that who I've met with one-on-one and counsel with and talked with and all that, and, and their lives are so messed up. Why? Because they've been told by so many others who they are, what they are, what they should do, and all that kind of stuff. It is so liberating when we finally come to, to, to Jesus and let Him show us, this is your identity. This is your identity. And, so, and the way this plays out is a lot of times, well, as Christians, you know, we, you know, we, we just we let the old man in saying, yeah, I'm just an old sinner. Uh, well, where did that come from? Deny self. Take up your cross daily and follow Jesus. Let Jesus tell you who you are in Him. If we, you know, if we don't know that, other people are going to force us. We're going to end up living a phony life. You know, we're pretending, we're faking it, we're wearing a mask because we really don't know who we are and we're just trying to feel some sense of significance and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and we're in a, we live in a culture of lying and, and, and we just kind of fall into that particular trap and so we're just kind of, we're just phony. We're just not real. We fall in the trap also of just, you know, if we don't know who we are, it creates a lot of stress. Why? Because we're, we're always trying to measure up. You know, uh, but when I learn to think like Jesus and have the mind of Christ, I know exactly who I am. Jesus wants you to know that. And if you, you know, if you're and I just, oh, oh there's so, so many Christians that just are struggling so much with that. And, 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 and yet we're okay with just continuing, just trying to go through the rest of our life without knowing who we really are. Man, we've got Bible studies. We've got individuals that if you're just like, man, I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about, Mike. Then put on, put on your Connect card. Hey, let's, I want to talk about that. But if see some of you are going, I'm not going to put that down because see, y- y- y'all have known me for five years, ten years, and they'll just think I'm crazy. Oh, guess what? Oh, guess what? You just not you just let the old man in because the old self has just told you what to do, and you didn't let Jesus do that. What comes before the fall? Oh, pride. Oh, okay, yeah, that, there it is. There it is. Oh, Jesus, make Lord help me to fully understand who I am. Help me, Jesus, to think like you, to know exactly who I am. So much freedom comes from that. Number two, uh, when I think like Jesus, I know God's purpose for my life. I know God's purpose for my life. That's pretty awesome. You go, Mike, you're not seeing anything new. But are we are we living it? Are we embracing it? You know, so many... <laughs> So many people struggle in this area, but Jesus knew His purpose. He knew exactly what He was called to do with His life, His vision, His purpose, His goals. You know, crystal clear, look at this first verse in John 8 14. I know where I came from and where I'm going. I know where I came from and where I'm going. He knew that. Let me ask you, do you? Do you know where you came from and where you're going? I can't tell you the number of Christians that struggle with both ends of this, and especially with this one, living in fear and insecurity of like wh- where I will be for the rest of my life, I mean for eternity. But if you think like Jesus, you know you're going to, he, he makes it absolutely clear or you, you, he goes,'re listen, where you're going is one or two places. You're going to hell. Are you going to heaven? But if you place your faith in me and believe what I've done for you on the cross, then guess what? You're going to heaven. And yet people say, okay, I believe They believe that. But then it's like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why? Because they're not thinking like Jesus. They're letting an the old man in and going, you know, you've been bad today. And so it's this roller coaster ride. And we're living our lives based off of what we do and how we feel and all that kind of stuff. Deny self. Deny that old, deny that old man. Those old fleshly feelings, that old patterns of thinking. Deny that and embrace the truth. Jesus, Jesus says once we come into a relationship with Him, you know, He says He's got us. And then, and then, and then the Father's got us too. And it's just kind of like a group hug. And He goes, no one can take them out of my Father's hand. There's such security in that, but there's so much insecurity in the Christian community. Jesus says, I know where I came from and where I'm going. Wow. That's, that's good stuff. Matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus, by the age of 12, you know, he understood his purpose. You know, he had, they'd been at the temple. They were doing their thing. And, and then, you know, Mary and Joseph and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, everybody was with them. They done took off. They were going home and they were up. Oh, Jesus ain't here. You know, and so some of you are going, how could they lose Jesus? <laughs> Have you ever? Mm. So they go back and they find him in the temple and he's teaching the Pharisees. And he goes, don't you know I must be about my father's business I mean, Jesus understood this early in life, and here's the deal. I mean, I'm not—I'm so far from Jesus. Not, but I'm his. I've got his identity. Okay, all right, but I'm not Jesus. But listen, before age of twelve, you know, sitting under the teaching of God's word and all that, I—I knew in my spirit, you know, it's just like God, just kind of saying, "Hey, you're gonna be. I've got a plan and purpose for you. I want—I want you to be." in ministry. It took me a while to kind of catch up to that, but here's the deal. Young children can understand this at an earlier age than what we think. And and, and one of my questions for those of you, uh, of us as parents is this, are we preparing our kids for God's purpose in their lives at an early age? That's a big deal. Jesus expanded his ministry; he became more specific in a lot of different ways. Uh, he, he said in John ten ten, he says, "My purpose is to give life in all its fullness." Yeah. He, he understood his purpose. He said, "This is my purpose." Jesus also, in Luke chapter four forty three, said, "I must proclaim the good news about God's kingdom, for I was sent for this purpose." See, when I think like Jesus, I know God's purpose for my life. And that's been one of the things that has robbed so many people. We're going, well, I don't know what my occupation, all this guy. Listen, our purpose is this, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. You go, I can't do it. Well, that's the reason Jesus came, to come in you, and then you to, to allow Him to cultivate that is to, to be in relationship with him. And it's in that relationship with him that you begin to to to, to experience and encounter all these specific details of that. So my dad, 87 years old, hates to fly. When I called him you know a few months ago and I said, Dad, okay, this thing came this cabin came open, you want to go to Alaska? And he said it's always been on his bucket list. He said, Yeah, I want to go to Alaska. Uh, and so he hates to fly. Last time, and he, he was telling people at Red Hill Schoolhouse Restaurant, he was kind of getting all giddy and excited about it. He was telling them, I, yeah, I ain't never flown before. Well, he let the old man in because he had flown before. He's 40 years ago. Uh, Felicia got him on the plane. Uh, but uh, not 40, 35, 18 years ago. Okay, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Can you bring that picture of that eclipse back over here? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I let the old man in. I'm sorry. Okay. Deny. Okay. So, but, you know, he was he was all excited. But here's the deal. Uh, we couldn't buy him. He goes, no. Nah. I said, Daddy, we're going to fly standby. That's the way we do. That's the way we roll. You know, thank you, Delta and all that stuff uh, Felicia for working with them. So we, we fly standby. And, uh, so it's no guarantee we're going to get on the plane. You know, he goes, well, I don't want to go. If you're not going, I don't want to be up there in Alaska. If you ain't not up there, you know? And, uh, I said, well, if I buy you a ticket, you're going to be there. He said, I don't want to do that. Now, if you ain't going to be up there, I don't want to be up there. And uh, I said, okay. So I was like, Oh Lord, what do we need to do? So we got him a buddy pass. Well, that, that's even tough because, you know, we're on a different level than Buddy Pass. They would, ooh, they're down. So we're going, Jesus, 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 let there be openings on, openings on this plane so we can all get, and so we all got there. Now, it would have been an amazing thing, you know, for my daddy to, 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 like, we were looking on the phone, checking the flight. He'd, he'd have gone, hey, give me that thing. Let me check this Delta Travel Net website thing here. Yeah. That would that have been stupid? We've been doing it for 35 years. He, he didn't even he didn't even know if he had a paid ticket or not he just said right, you take care of it I, 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 I said daddy okay we got this cabin da 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 oh, yeah you take care of it daddy we got uh, you take care of it he just rolled with it the whole time he had the best old time and so the flights were there it was a lot of fun uh, the, the rental vehicle was there he didn't have to worry about it he just got in You know, and then we got to the cabin, you know, beds were there and the food was there. He just rolled. He just showed up. He just showed up and had a blast. See, that's kind of what God wants us to do. He just wants you. He says, show up. But how many times we're taking it? whoa! whoa, 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 whoa. let me see your reservation. Let me see the reservation for the rental car. Oh, what about the cabin? (laughs) I've already said I'm taking care of it. God says this. I will take care of you. I've got a plan and purpose for your life. That's the reason we used to sing, trust and obey, for there's no other way. But we're just not trusting Him. Why? Oh, give me that, give me that, give me. Oh. Lord Jesus, forgive us for letting the old man in, letting the world in, and dictating how we do things. Listen, I know believers who are accomplishing so much and they're full of life and full of joy. And they're not control freaks. I know God gives us different personalities and all that kind of stuff, but have you learned to trust Him? That, and to say, see, Jesus said, Father, you know, I know who I am. I know Your purpose for me if we just start out by prioritizing His purpose, love Him, have a relationship with Him, and show up, there's all kinds of stuff going to going to be happening. Um, my daughter Rachel was going to say a few words right here. This is a major purpose of our life as children is to proclaim the good news. And the way we're going to be able to do that stop taking the selfies. Get out of it. Get out of it. Hey, just 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 walk people right up to the the majesty of God's grace and goodness and truth. Let them see that. And 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 don't don't let it be about you. Okay. All right. Last one. I know God is with me. I know God is with me. When I think like Jesus, I know God is with me. Um, Jesus lived in the presence of God. You go, well, he's Jesus. But he stayed connected to the favor of God. No matter how busy he was, he stayed in tune with the Father and he took time to get alone and pray. In John 16, 32, Jesus said, I'm not alone because the Father is always with me. I'm not alone because the Father is always with me. You want to know the antidote to loneliness? It's thinking like Jesus. Stop thinking like the world. Jesus said, I'm not alone. The Father is with me. And who greater to be with us than Him? But how many times have we gone through life and we just feel like God's in the distance, you know, and we sing Bette Midler songs from a distance? God is watching from a distance. No, 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 no. You're, you're you're, you're, deny that old man. Deny that stinking thinking. That's not true. He never leaves or forsakes you. You, Your feelings will say, he's not with me. Maybe even your thinking, your stinking thinking may say that, but but to think like Jesus is transformational and Jesus, I know he is with me. Even though in feeling he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt like he wasn't. But then he says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Embrace the say, God, help me, please, because I can't do it. I've been trying to do it for a year. But Lord, I'm just trusting you with the agenda. Help me to understand these profound truths. The way we can know that God is with us, uh, that we're in His constant care and He never leaves or forsakes us, is is by communion with him through prayer prayer's a huge deal through you know look at this next verse it says Jesus often slipped away to be alone so he could pray circle that often often circle often now we've talked about prayer all the time but how's it going how's it going how often do you slip away to pray during the day You know, how are you doing it? See, Jesus, this was just, He didn't have any trouble knowing His Father was with Him because He was communicating with Him, communing with Him all the time. How are you doing with that? Um, let me summarize this point. You miss the gifts of God when you fail to get with God. You miss the gifts of God when you fail to get with God as far as spending time in His presence. If I'm too busy for God, I'm out of God's will. Uh, it's not God's for will for me to be just too busy, to be to, to be in his presence. You know wow, it's just there. I can't tell you the uh, my kids. That were with me in Alaska, ooh, they got some gifts. Hmm. It's just they were there. They were there. You're in God's presence. Oh, we're going to experience the vastness and richness of God. How many times have we missed out? It's just because we're like doing our own thing over here, doing our own thing over here. But it's a ministry of presence that enables us to experience the vastness of God. Um, I'm going to put a plug in, Tess. We were sitting down, a group of us were sitting down with uh, Tess. Uh, some of y'all don't know her. She's she's all right. Uh, but uh, God's put it on her heart just, you know, the aspect because of his, the, her journey in life is the, the power of, of of prayer, meditation, and prayer, and just some of the physical aspects of all that kind of stuff. And, and and we've got something we're looking at and praying about it coming this fall. And some some of you are sitting out there and you go, I've never been able to get this prayer thing. I fall asleep, and my mind wanders. I do all this kind of stuff. Hey, there's some tools that can help you. We miss the favor and the blessings of God when we're not in His presence. Let's learn how to get in His presence even more. Train yourself in that aspect of it. When we look at the life of Jesus, we know that He knew exactly who He was. He knew His purpose. And and when we have the mind of Christ, we also know that God is with us. We are fully aware that God is with us. And some of you are going, well, I don't feel like He's there. Okay, well, let's get the mind of Christ in. That's not the mind of Christ. Let's find out the truth. And don't let this old man, this thinking, thinking, this other stuff come in and dictate our worldview, our belief system. Let's let Him reformat that. Because He is a good, good God. And He is at work in the world around us. So here's, here's the takeaway. Let me ask you, this stuff right here is for those that have acknowledged their need for a Savior. Said, man, I am messed up and my huh, where I'm going, according to the Bible, where I'm going is not where I want to go. And I want to go to heaven and, and I want to experience the reason that I'm, exists, I exist in the first place. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want, you, I, I want you to consider His call on you today. I want every one of us to consider this. You may have been going to church forever, but you may not even be His child. <laughs> you, you, you may not be His child. I mean, because you've, ne- you've never asked Jesus Christ in your life. You've done religious stuff. You've been busy with all that kind of stuff. But you've... As a matter of fact, your whole view of God's stuff is that you're trying to please God and be good enough for God. And, And the reason you haven't experienced God is because you're so preoccupied with these selfies and these imperfections and stuff like that. And you're trying to earn your right into it. And Jesus says, No, no, no. Look to the cross. Look to the cross. You will never earn your way. And so now... I'm offering my life to you so that you could experience abundant life. If you've never done that and you feel Him knocking at your door today, would you consider asking Him in? But also, if we're sitting here as believers, a lot of us, if you're like, kind of like me, and it's, just, it's an opportunity of confession right now. Don't hide the plane over this. We didn't come here to get information. God wants us to experience transformation from His truth. So it may be a time of confession. And it may be that the God is just kind of... Your heart is breaking a little bit because you're going, God, forgive me. So much thinking thinking has robbed me from You and Your goodness and Your grace and Your freedom and Your hope and all of this stuff. But not only that, Lord, I've been sitting here in this little corner, not, and I've encountered—I I've encountered, know, I know that you died for me, Jesus, and I know that I'm your child. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. But I've been—my mouth's been shut, and I'm not sharing the good news. I'm not letting people see your love and God, cause I'm just so preoccupied with me. Forgive me for being so obsessed with me. And always look into the self, Eve, first before looking at the majesty. And it may be that that's the, the, that's what he's saying for you to do today. Just just say, Lord, you got me on that. Forgive me, Lord. Help us to be a church that's not preoccupied with self, and that just keeps pointing people to Jesus. And then you know. If we happen to be in the picture, you know, as we're sharing that, and they go, well, look at, look at that. Look at that imperfection. You go, oh, yeah, but look at that. Yeah, but what about that? Oh, check that out. Point them to Jesus. Point them to His grace. Point them to His goodness. And then the last thing I want to invite you to do is just commit. Here it is. Spiritually speaking, no more selfies. Let's stop being that preoccupied, okay? All right, what's, what's our, what's our, our uh, mantra for this series? For heaven's sake, don't let the old man in. All right, here's the, here's the verse. He must increase. God, I've been so prominent in these pictures. You see how big my head was in a bunch of them pictures? It was way too prominent. If you're going to be in the selfie, get you one of those selfie sticks. A big one. To where you're looking like this big and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I, what happened there? Okay. Uh, just say, Lord Jesus. Just Jesus, Jesus. I'm just... Forgive me. Forgive me. I mean, I've made it about me. And confess that to Him today, would you? Let's pray. Precious Father, thank You so much for Your amazing love that You create us, Your desires to have relationship, and that's the reason we're here and for us to to experience You, but there's no way apart from what You did for us through Jesus. And the cross, thank You for Jesus for doing that radical thing and dying for us. Holy Spirit, just got each of our hearts to respond in the way that You want us individually and corporately to respond today. Some of us to nail down assurance of where we came from and where we're going. We've let the old man in. We've let the old stinking thinking in too many times and it's robbed us of that truth. For others of us, Lord, we just want to come and and just ask forgiveness for conforming to this world and being so preoccupied with self. And There's no joy in that. Help us to know that you, true joy comes in just trusting and obeying You. There's so much freedom in that too. But help us each right now today to respond in to what You're inviting us to do. Or you're calling us to do so that your glory and your life is magnified and the good news is proclaimed for we make it in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org There you'll find links to our social media accounts We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.